Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dad Podcast, starring Dan, Bailey3, and me, Squid, or Justin, whatever you prefer. Anyways, this episode will be a little bit short because, um, yeah, we're still getting used to recording because we're, we're not that good at this stuff yet. But anyways, we'll see you in the outro. Enjoy. I wonder how long we could just sit here in silence before you realise that I was 100% punking you with that and just kind of like, <laughs> just kind of sit here in complete and a dead silence like for like the next 20 minutes like he's going he's gonna to tell me to go soon. But yeah, hello friends and and listeners and general well-doers. Um, I am the decapitated cryogenically frozen head of Nikolai Tesla. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash the decapitated cryogenically frozen head of Nikola Tesla and I am joined by my good friend Squid who you can find at twitch.tv slash squid um, much more usual name than what I would have gone with but you know that's a new day. yeah exactly so this is episode 2 of the dad podcast and this one is titled growing up a nerd as usual, Squid okay. has not been briefed on the topic of this at all for a little bit of flavour, for a little bit of sauce. So he has no idea what we're going to be talking about, all the questions I'm going to be asking him. And we're just going to, you know, we're just going to freestyle it, essentially. Drop a beat, Squid. I don't, I got nothing. Hold, okay. hold, hold, hold on. Actually, I do have something for this. Hold on, hold on. Okay, go on. Whenever you're ready, because otherwise the EP is going to be really insane. Oh, okay, there we go. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's the intro music. We've been looking for some royalty free intro music. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We should actually use that 100% as the intro music for future episodes. Just wah, wah, wah. The dad podcast. Please don't touch my robot penis. Anyways. Wait, that's my line. How did you know what I say to people on Tinder? <laughs> Anyway, we've completely segued already. We're not talking about anything that I've got written down, and we've just started. Right, so the premise of this episode, Squid, because you might not know this, um, but I'm quite a nerd, and (laughs) I'm assuming you're also quite the nerd. So I'm thinking we can explore our nerdly desires together and kind of figure out where it all originated from if it was like born into us, if we were destined to be the nerds that we have become today, or, you know, if it just kind of metabolized as we, as we continued into this vast ethereal existence that we call, that we call life. So first question, and this is, this is really important. What was your first ever video game that you played? And describe it to me if I don't, if it's not, you know, like an abundantly obvious one, like fucking Mario 64 or whatever. Um, probably something like Mario. Not not that I remember vividly. The one thing I latch onto, because uh, <clears throat> I was kind of old enough to like, you know, properly play it or lose, uh, was uh, Batman Returns for the Super Nintendo. And the only reason I remember this specifically is because I remember playing it, but my parents will always remember that as a child, uh, anytime like a Batmobile se- sequence would come up, I would stand up and actually like turn with the control, like, eh, eh. <laughs> so, you know, they tell me that. 
and uh, that kind of makes sense. I can just imagine you just knocking shit over in your living room, (laughs) not fully committing, like like handbrake turning and like knocking a vase over or something, like in the middle of your living room. Oh man, I wouldn't doubt it. Seriously. (laughs) What were your parents like about video games? Because obviously, you know, most of us live with our parents until, you know, 15, 16 or whatever, or our respective parental guardians or, you know, whatever your situation was. Um, were the people that guardianed you okay with video games? Like, because obviously, like generationally, there's a gap, isn't there? So, like, even now to this day, my yeah. mother is absolutely petrified of technology. Like, when I told her I was streaming, she was very upset with me, um, mostly because she's absolutely convinced that I've basically willingly entered into like a paedophile ring. And that's like, <laughs> no, Jake, no, no, Jake, no, she was like, so I, I told her I was doing it, and she was like, okay, but you don't like talk on it, do you? I was like, well, well, yeah, of course I talk on it. And she was like, oh, well, you know, whatever. You don't, like, have a webcam, do you? I was like, yeah, no, I, I do have a webcam. She was like, Dan, you're going to get groomed. And I was like, Mom, I'm, I'm 23 years old. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not even really the market anymore for grooming. Like, <laughs> But, yeah, so what were your parents like about it? Were they cool with it? Or did they think you were just, like, a massive, like, you know, recluse? Um, they, uh... They were definitely more more supportive than I feel like maybe the average because uh, my parents I'm a little bit older like and I know there's not a huge difference but but in this sense there is there uh, you know when I was in school like the internet was becoming a thing you know yeah. so like games were a massively different thing for my parents they were you know something that either one of them had played at an arcade you know when they were really? younger because yeah but I mean just because they were they were really young when they had me they were almost like 18 year olds and so <clears throat> there wasn't a huge you know uh, gap in time and so so games when i grew up was starting to become a normal thing it wasn't you weren't ab- super abnormal and also there wasn't the threat of the internet so parents were freaking out about you know weirdos or about like you getting, kid- you, you getting kidnapped because or... you got the high score at your local arcade on like you know like exactly Ralph or whatever. <laughs> exactly See, so really they interesting because as no, so that's so interesting what because happened? my mom because my mom was I would assume to be a similar age to your parents and my yeah, mom I mean, has never played a video game in her life ever and really? I was, yeah and my, I was I was a my mom's a single parent and so like obviously I had grandparents but it's not like my 70 year old granddad at the time was like sitting jamming out on like an Atari or whatever like I kind of I feel like my generation gap was just narrow enough that I was like the first gamer born unto my like brood of relatives and so like there was like a huge there was like a huge stigma for me like I don't know if you got this but I always got the 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 absolute bullshit that was well Dan science says that you'll get square eyes if you play that game for more than two hours you don't want square eyes do you Dan the girls won't like you if you've got square eyes Dan and it's just like okay listen at 12 I recognise that that is scientifically bullshit so, so please, you know, refrain from spewing your weird technological mythology at me. I'm just trying to complete the last level of Canis Canum edit. Don't turn off the internet again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that is that is much different. I mean, like growing up, they they still like. There were times, you know, where I was reaching excessive, and then they would have to like curtail me. But like, for the most part, you know, like when Pokemon was coming out, my parents were buying me the game or getting me batteries from a game boy or stuff like that you know that was yeah. 
So they were support. They were supporting it without perpetuating it, like ruining your entire life, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, there'd be times where, like, my mom, like, would would be like, "Get outside, you've been in here all weekend," but like, nothing. Yeah, it wasn't like <laughs> it's been ninety degrees outside for two months, magic. and you don't have a tan. You've been playing too many video games. <laughs> oh my god, that was the one thing that did drive me nuts a little bit. A couple times growing up, is my mom. Uh, my mom lives in Palm Springs, and so she grew up in like the desert in Southern yeah. California. Which for those those people who are not familiar with that, uh, usually I think EDC or something. No, uh, Burning some Man. kind of festival. Isn't it Burning Man? I don't know if it's Burning Man. I know they do. What's that Vans one? The like punky alternative, oh, whatever. Or whatever it is. They they do a bunch of yeah shows and stuff like that, but like it's it's normally like 100 you know it's yeah. not it's not a normal temperature so that would be the times when like i would stay at my mom's for the summer because like you know my parents were divorced uh i would get flack for being like you've been indoors playing games all day go out dad. so what, what do you want me to do you want to go outside and melt and have a heat stroke like there's nothing to do <laughs> Your mom i can't i can't just sit there and mad max <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it was just kids for water <laughs> Exactly. Oh, yeah i think she was just very like like just kind of had it at that point for some reason but like it was just one of those things like you ha- you have to take me somewhere like there's no mall or anything we have to drive you know 40 minutes to get somewhere like yeah that's uh, <laughs> just drops that's you out me. in the in, just drops you out in the middle of the nevada desert like go and play then squid <laughs> <laughs> just just flopping around like a fish <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so, ba- so Batman Batman Returns is your like first video game then. That yeah, that would be the first about. one I was like I remembered it, I loved it. I want this game. Like I would play it a, m- a million times even if I was terrible at it or I died. Have or you gone back to it, it since? Know? Have you gone back to it since? Like have you ever like nostalgically like fired it up or whatever? No, actually I've never thought about it. I played like Mario and a few other things that I used to play but like I never thought about that. That's Oh shit. Sorry. What have you done? What have you broken? Are you playing uh, Dragon Ball Z again while we re- record this podcast? I'm I'm playing Doom this time, and I actually <laughs> remembered to separate the audio tracks. So, I swear to God, if we <laughs> post production on this, and all you can hear is just yeah, so multi kill, <laughs> screaming in the background, and like a thrash metal playlist, I will cut you. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be. See, my, my first ever... You, ha- you, you have too much fun with those. Boards. It's going to be the death Sorry. of this one. Also, it's very intimidating. <laughs> so my, my first... I'm quite similar to you in that, like, I remember what my first ever video game was, and it was just, like, some, like, garbage, on-rails, um, like, bug-shooting game for the Nintendo 64. But my first ever game that I absolutely, like... Like got so sucked into that there was a couple of times where like my mum would like turn off the power in the whole house just to get me off of it and um, it was a game for the original Xbox called Jet Set Radio Future have you ever played this? oh yes yes. so for anybody that hasn't played it um, you're a moron go and get it go and download it go and do whatever you've got to do it is a it's like an on it's like an open world roller skating game basically that's set in like a weird neo-technical like landscape and you basically just like race around and like graffiti things and like it's i'm not doing it justice i'm really not but the game banged (laughs) look it was unreal 
And the soundtrack, I still use the soundtrack for like 70, 80% of my streams. Like, if I'm not low on music, I will slip in the Jet Set Radio Future soundtrack. It is <laughs> an absolute beat. Like, I could do anything to that soundtrack. I could make love to that soundtrack. I could get <laughs> married to that soundtrack. Like, honestly, like, I would love if it's just as I walk down the aisle, just understand, understand the concept of love. Woo! And then just like the whole techno drop. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. <laughs> But yeah, no, you've played the game, so I assume you can appreciate how absolutely outstanding yeah. it was. God, it's 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 one of the few games that still like you can play it to the same. Like you're saying, it still stands up. Like you can still yeah, and it is aged beautifully it. because of the graphic style. Like it's very similar to Borderlands, like the original Borderlands games. Like the graphic style means that it's basically yeah. always fun to play. Whereas if I go back and play stuff now, like. Obviously, certain nostalgic charm stuff, so like Goldeneye and stuff like that, doesn't count. But like, if I go back and play a game now from like two thousand and ten, say, and it's got like a serious art style, I really, really struggle to get into it. Like, you know, it's just it just doesn't feel as immersive as say like you know stuff coming out at the minute like Detroit being become human or like God of War three or Hellblade like you know those sort of games that are so graphically gorgeous that it just it's almost impossible to not feel like you're like fully inside that game. Right, let's see what the next yeah. question is because I've got some, I've got some, I've got some absolute bangers written down now. Um, so wait, is this going to be about being a nerd growing up then? Yeah, basically. So, yeah, that's basically the theme. Uh, you, don't, you don't, you don't get to know the theme, Squid. Okay, it's the element of surprise. <laughs> it brings flavour to the podcast. <laughs> okay, so next one is a game you were embarrassed to admit you played, and that could either be embarrassed at the time or embarrassed now, <laughs> retrospectively. God. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I haven't played anything super crazy. Um, embarrassed to play. I don't know. Like I, 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 I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess Disgaea would be the would be the game. It's a, it's a Disgaea. strategy I JRPG. That, I yes. I'll, yeah. 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 But just at the time, like growing up, I was like, I was a good old Christian boy, so. I didn't play anything that was like rated M or yeah. You know, it just never entered my mind. It wasn't like a repressed thing. It was just like I was just an innocent kid. Yeah. Uh, and that that game, that game was kind of embarrassing for me to play in a weird way, like a like a weird Jesus is watching me kind of game. Because <laughs> that's kind of the equivalent that. of like your your video game puberty. Like that's where your like yeah. your video game tastes become more, shall we say, adult in nature yeah like yeah. because it's you know like mario kart and then you know like jrpgs because a lot of even innocent jrpgs tend to have some like, subtle subtext in there that yeah. kind of sneaks up on you and then all of a sudden it's like oh you're a man now <laughs> yeah exactly there was there was i mean there were scantily clad characters which as you go back and look at it now it's hilarious because mm. they, they look nothing they're just sprites they're tiny um but uh, yeah, I remember that. That and one of the jokes was uh, there was a zombie reanimated with all the best parts of people. So it had like Hercules' arms and I don't know, some other famous person's legs. And then, of course, it was like, and a horse wiener. And it's just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like that at the time, just like I'm, you know, fully embarrassed. But I'm like, but I love this game so much. Like I still want to play. I'll just ignore it. I'll yeah. just push it to the back I'll of my brain. I'll just censor out the horse cock. <laughs> 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 but yeah, now it's just like, eh, persuading. How old would you have been? Sorry. Uh, I think I was probably like 
14 or something. Okay, so that is so, quite young to be exposed to Horsecock. Like, that's, you know... I was definitely not... I shouldn't have been able to purchase the game. I don't remember if it was rated T or if it was later changed to M, but it felt like there were some bits... Uh, they, maybe they described it and they didn't show anything, and that's what kept it a T rating. Okay, so but like, it was I should not have been playing. So just like it one in. of those like hard of hit, one of those like hard of sight things you get in the movies. Like you're now looking at a horse cock, a giant horse <laughs> penis. Just like describes it to you, as opposed to like directly out and out shows you the actual you know the wang of it, as it were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go and play this game. <laughs> just like frantically <laughs> scribbling down like disgaea. Just, <laughs> just oh, sorry, Squid, I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's funny now because like perspective, you know, like looking at it compared to games that I've played, it's it's very tame. Fair. Mine is um mine was an embarrassing for a completely different reason, and it's no, it's the, the opposite end of the spectrum, completely the opposite. Mine was a uh, Viva Pinata. Wait, what was it? Viva Pinata. Have you never played Viva Pinata? No. Is that... Okay, you're gonna you're gonna love this. Okay, let me just. Okay, so whatever you're doing, just close your eyes and just imagine like a serene, almost like forest clearing, right? And you're in that forest clearing and you're you're making habitats and biomes. And um, in those biomes are little piñatas that fuck each other and make other piñatas. What? Yeah, no, yeah, legit. Child's game called Viva Piñata, which to be fair, I should disclaimer before I get flamed by anybody. The game is actually like pretty fucking good. And like, I'm able to recall it with like a strength of memory that I can only assume means that I really, really enjoyed it. But it was more embarrassing, less because of the actual game, but more because like I was in like secondary school at this point. So like maybe, you know, like 13, 14, same sort of age as you were at the time. And all of my friends were playing video games and they were playing like, you know, Call of Duty, Big Red One, or like (laughs) Halo 3 or whatever Halo iteration would have been out at that time. And they'd like come in and be like, oh yeah, I got a uber kill on nuclear warfare Z map and I'd be like yeah well <laughs> and then they'd be like what did you do last night Dan and I'd be like well I made a horse piñata and a monkey piñata fuck and it made a horse monkey piñata and I've called it Derek and it only eats berries <laughs> <laughs> and so then they'd kind of look at me I'd kind of have to be like yeah it's, it is, it, to be fair, it is actually quite a good game. Like, it's literally so, like, it's almost like a... You literally build habitats for them in a very Sims-like fashion. And then... Okay. So so the easiest example is, have you ever played any of these? Like, you know, there's like loads of mobile games now. Like, you can get a mobile game for everything. Have you ever played any of the dragon-themed mobile games that exist? Dragon-themed? Yeah, so, like, you know, there's all these mobile games where you have to get a dragon and you make it fight other dragons and then you can make it hatch eggs and all sorts of shit, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've played one or two. Yeah. They basically ripped that idea from Viva Piñata, except everything's a piñata. Like, that's, that is literally <laughs> the entire core gameplay and premise of Viva Piñata. And so the idea was just that you would just make habitats that would attract specific piñatas. So, you know, you'd make a hot... Um, like a like a volcanic habitat, and it would interact like a lava piñata and or whatever the fuck, or like a camel piñata, and then you would make that camel piñata like interbreed and mingle with the other piñata, and just try and like get the the most varied 
you know, zoology <laughs> of piñatas that you could possibly get. <laughs> and that was literally the entire game. The entire... That was it. That was the whole thing. Yeah. And I must have sunk 100 hours into that bad boy as a younger dude. And what platform was this for? Uh, this was for the Xbox... Oh, shit. I hesitate to say 360, but it may have been the 360. I believe. That's amazing. Yeah. Glorious game. You should try it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the thing that I found right so my mother was very because my mum was very technology phobic like Game Boys and all of that sort of shit like that was never an option to me like I didn't have a Playstation 1 I didn't have a Dreamcast um, and we came from quite a like a I don't know how to explain express this in any other way a poor family so like everybody else would be on their like Xbox and I would be on my Nintendo 64 and then everybody else would be uh. on their like you know uh, Game Boy Color, and I would just have to follow people around and watch them catch Pokemon over their shoulder and be like, oh, this looks cool as fuck, Jeff. Jeff, I'll give you my favorite race car if you let me have 20 minutes with that glorious yellow porcupine thing that keeps shouting Pika Pika. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was kind of like always two steps behind everybody in the video gaming world. So by the time I like, eventually got my hands on like a, a current gen console, like everybody else had moved on from the stuff that I was like getting to get my hands on for the first time sort of thing. <laughs> and so it kind of put me at like a weird thing where like I'd go into school and everyone would be like, oh, well, you know, Call of Duty 3 has been sick, man. It's been so sick. And I'd be like, okay, well, I haven't got to that yet. I'm still like, you know, making camels bone on Viva Piñata. And then by the time I'd finished with Viva Piñata, I'd come to school and be like, oh, guys, I guess what? I got a double call yesterday on Call of Duty 3. And they'd be like, fam, it's been four years. We're all playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 17 right now on the console <laughs> that you don't have, you little bitch. Like... <laughs> And it just oh, it just made gaming a very different experience for me because I didn't even have the the camaraderie of the nerds. So if I went into school and spoke uh, to the others of my ilk and be like, oh yeah, I was playing video games last night so hard, and they'd be like, oh, what video game were you playing? And I'd be like, oh, I was playing Super Mario sixty four, and I got three stars, and it was banging. And they'd be like, okay, well, I mean, you know, the game's twenty years old now. Maybe you should, like, you know, we haven't played that, or we're too young to play that, or whatever. And I'd be like, right, okay, cool. Well, school's gonna be. <laughs> Super fun for me. <laughs> and yeah, it was. It was really fun for me. But that's so interesting, though, that your parents were kind of, like, cool about the whole thing and almost, almost like, you know, like encouraged it. Yeah, I mean, definitely later in life, too, especially growing up, like, in junior high and high school, yeah. being more of a nerd, like, okay, this is what my kid's going to be. My dad was very, very, very supportive when uh, when he was still alive. He was fantastic because he was a sports guy. He was he had played every sports he could get his hands on, and he was six foot six or whatever that translates for centimeters. So he was oh, a tall shit. dude. Yeah, very tall. Uh, so you know he he did everything active, and then to have a son that was the opposite, that was kind of indoors, and I don't know. I always was scared that he would be disappointed, but he was very he was always very supportive no matter what I was trying to do. You know, like, I feel like if he was here today and something like I was trying to stream, you know, he would be, be excited just because I'm, yeah, because it's something I want to do. And so that was the, that was the the beauty of growing up with that. My, uh, my mom wasn't like not supportive of it, but she was just like, she was the mom that 
was a little bit more concerned about your social well-being. (laughs) Yeah, she would make sure that I would be able to function in society. (laughs) Well, to be fair, also a useful skill, be able to function in society. Uh, Quick disclaimer for everybody out here listening to this, and we're making being a nerd sound fabulous, obviously. Just because it's not that sort of podcast, um, we're not touching on the years and years of bullying we both suffered. So please don't think that this is us making it sound like it's all, you know, Snow White leaning out of the window with all of the birds flying around her, being a nerd. There are downsides as well, kids. (laughs) Yeah, don't, don't turn yeah, around to which, your friends after this and be like, oh, I'm quitting sports to go and play video games. Like, you just do whatever you are good at. Because yeah, there are downsides that was the one to thing. all of these. Yeah. I didn't, luckily, I didn't get bullied as much, but I was definitely like outcasted as a nerd, just socially, you know? Really? And it I took got a all while sorts of fucked up. Well, also, I was, I was six before I was finishing high school, like when I entered high school. So I was, okay. I was just tall, dude. Oh, wicked. <laughs> well, I'm so glad for you. <laughs> but, but I did, but I did, hey, there are downsides, like, did, like, like what you're saying, because there were a lot of social things I didn't understand. There were a lot of times I probably could have started dating or like, would have preferred dating if I understood social cues. <laughs> Honestly, Things that I'm, being, I miss. I'm being completely serious. If I had to choose God of War over dating, um, you know, not to be too transparent about this, but me and Kratos would be sitting somewhere right now, just like on a beach, maybe. Just, <laughs> just talking about how glorious he is. I'd maybe be feeling his pectoral muscles or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> or maybe just for comedy, just shouting boy at him, like every five to 10 minutes, just, you know, like they'd be <laughs> Like, you know, like sometimes gaming's just better, guys. Sometimes gaming is better. Don't tell your parents I said that, but sometimes gaming is just better. But that is one thing, too, I feel like. Go on. Um, just for anyone who is watching in general, a lot of people, I feel like this is way too serious, but just in general, at, at, to not, like, also don't just give up the, uh, you know, anything you want to do. It, it's just going to take work. Yeah, this is to be fair, we can be we're allowed to be serious here as well. Yeah. Not too much because it doesn't suit us, but we can have like brief <laughs> bouts of seriousness. No, it's a good, it's a very good point to make because I'm not being funny. Like, whilst you you know came out of the womb at six foot six and so you know <laughs> avoided the physical encounters, like my tiny little Caucasian ass was getting chucked downstairs at stuff at school. Like school oh, was shit. very, very, very rough for small, tiny, scruffy gamer boy, which was uh, actually my MSN username at the time if anybody wanted to know. But um, <laughs> <laughs> small scruffy Caucasian gamer boy. <laughs> but yeah, no, like one hundred percent like there was many times Flash kids, looks like the rest of the podcast has died. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyways, yeah, it looks like the rest of the files were unsalvageable. <laughs> oh, God. So, next time, next time we'll get our uh, proverbial shit together, as they say. Um, so, yeah, anyways. Uh, we will definitely see y'all in the next episode. We'll be recording these weekly with a plan, uh, to possibly do once a month, a live stream of it. So that'll be interesting. Anyways, from Dan and I. Also, don't touch my robot penis.